Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Under the Mic. I am Patrick Gann alongside Jimmy Lynch, and we are talking tonight about some hockey and some big, uh, big news in the world of hockey, especially in, uh, in UTL's world, I guess you could say, as we're based out of Chicago. Chicago Blackhawks firing their head coach, Joel Quinva, who is tenured with the team for 10 years and won them three Stanley Cups in six seasons. And he has been let go. And he is the second most winningest coach in NHL history. And I believe he has coached the third most games in NHL history. So there is no doubt Joel Quinville is a Hall of Famer. And a Hall of Fame coach has just been let go by a struggling franchise with an awful GM. And there is a lot going down right now in Chicago. And, you know, I think you have to look at some of Quinville's stats. He's the second most winningest coach all time. Uh, His record, 890 wins, 532 losses, and 137 overtime losses. Um, Joel Quinville is not a great coach. He is one of the best coaches ever to play, ever to coach behind the bench. Um. You just need to let that sink in. A coach that good, you know, you see it. The best player, the greatest of all time, Wayne Gretzky, managed to be traded off a team. In this case, they fired Joel Quinville, and I say they, I mean Stan Bowman, John McDonough, and Rocky Wirtz. Um, they decided to release Joel Quinville and come in with Jeremy Colton, the thir- a 33-year-old, the youngest tenured coach now. This is only his second year of coaching in the NHL slash AHL. He was uh, just the AHL coach for the Rockford Ice Hogs, and he was named coach on May 18th, 2017. There's a lot of information. There's a lot of questions. Um, We'll be here for a while. So, Pat, where do you want to start off tonight? What's Yeah. um, There's a lot of emotion involved with this as well, but – just want to start off by talk like by just saying Stan Bowman you, you can't run away from your problems buddy I mean I know you're not listening to this but you just can't run away you just you can't escape the problems that you created you can't just throw Quinville underneath the bus just because of the issues you've started for yourself and let's let's actually talk about the problems I uh can we agree some of the problems right now is they have a bad roster they don't have depth no they, yeah, I agree. They don't have any depth. They have um, – they mistreated some valuable pieces away. And whose fault uh, – yeah, they as in Stan Bowman. And the other point, which is the problem, is the bad contracts they decided to sign. And yeah. none of that they falls on Joel Quinville. Bowman. You know, I think when you think about when this whole rift between Bowman and Quinville really started – I could say it's been going on for a while, but for me, I really go back to that 2017 NHL draft in Chicago. I go back to right after the Hawks were uh, swept by the Nashville Predators in the first round and how, you know what, that, that blame for being swept, they were outcoached in that series. I would say that the Hawks were the better team and they were outcoached. Yes. And then they go to... The Blackhawks go into the All-Star, or not the All-Star, excuse me, the NHL draft and trade away two valuable pieces 
that Quinville coveted within his roster. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it, you just hate to see it. You really do. This team, you know, obviously, you know, the fans here expect, you know, greatness and they expect um, playoff appearances and deep playoff runs, especially, you know, it's been expected here for the past five five to ten years. And um, just just seeing how this team collapsed uh, is really, really hard to watch. Because there are teams that you see collapse who are really good in different ways. But this way, it's just been really, really brutal to watch. And, and here's why. Just because of the trades that he, that Bowman decided to make, like you're saying at this draft. Um, after trading that, Jalmerson, trading yeah, Panarin. That team that, they, that got swept by the Predators did not need to be gutted whatsoever. That team was one of the best teams in the Western Conference that year, if we go back and remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, that team didn't need to be gutted at all. They they really didn't have to change that team. I think it's a fluke where Nashville – it's not really a fluke, I guess you could say, because a sweep is a sweep, and it's impressive, no matter who you're sweeping. But uh, the Nashville Predators were hot at the right time. The Blackhawks were not. They'd already been clinched for a while, so they had been playing meaningless hockey at that point. We go back to that season. But just looking at the trades that – Bowman made it's just it's really hard to watch just bringing back sod for Panarin you know at first I was like okay what the heck and then I'm like okay this could work and now I'm like what the heck uh draining away Jalmerson like you said uh, one of the best shop blockers to ever do it um okay that that was that was also really stupid um and Hinostroza and all and those guys who were who were fitting well with the team and just trading them away just to, to get assets back, that never really helped us. And I guess you could also say uh, Bowman's trying with these trades, and these trades just aren't co- coming out in his favor. But, you know, like – You know, I really think you street. need to – it's, it's like, you know, Quinville, if he can't get his guys to win, it's also because Bowman can't get his trades to work out. So uh, the coach and the, and the GM kind of have a two-way street going on. And for Bowman to fire – for to fire Quinville, I think that's just really low. That's really low for him to do. And I and I know there are a lot of people out there who are excited for for Colton and and what he's going to bring for with this team. Um, but he, you know, I don't think that a bad go of things like in the last five games they played and they didn't win uh, doesn't mean you got to sack your coach. And uh, you know, I I was extremely surprised because there has been talk about this happening. For a long time. Like, do you fire Quinville? I know me and you, Jim, have had this conversation and plenty of times in the past year or two. Under it's, the it's Lights like, actually posted an article earlier the in the day today before the news came out about firing Quinville. Yeah, but. and it, it's – um, and in, our, uh, in my opinion was you don't fire him, you wait till he's done. And I didn't think the Hawks had – had um, uh, it, it just – had the stones to do it. I don't. I didn't think that the the front office of the Blackhawks had the stones to fire one of the best coaches in NHL history. And I definitely know uh, Stan Bowman. If I if I was in Stan Bowman's position, you know, it's hard to say that because I I don't know what it's like to be an NHL GM. Despite all the GM modes I've played on EA Sports NHL over the years, but you know. You, you just don't do that. That I mean, we can uh, like we can talk all day. 
you were, like you were saying with Gretzky, I'm sorry, I just finished this point. No, it, like you were saying with Wayne Gretzky, it, you know, he was traded a few times, but you just don't do that. It's kind of a mutual respect thing. And this now seriously has me worried that Kane, Taves, Duncan Keith, Crawford, the core guys are going to be gone soon. This has me seriously worried about it because you just don't know at this point. Well, I'd like to point out this. Um, as a Blackhawks fan, I have to look at this from two different sides. The part of me that's looking at it from everything that's happened in the past, firing Quinville killed me as a Hawks fan because it kind of moved that it kind of showed that the front office is ready to move on and go in a different direction. Whether it be, yes, they are trying to save their own asses and cover themselves up and put the blame on Quinville. But at the same time, I got to look at it and I got to say, you know, the, the uh, front office, Bowman included, believes that they, find, they found a new head coach that can buy into their new system. They, Stan Bowman traded for Brandon Saad last year, right? Yeah. He traded for Brandon Saad, and earlier on the season, Joel Quinville scratched him in games. I don't think Stan Bowman wants to see the players that he traded for be treated the way Quinville treated some of them. Connor Murphy, another player Bowman traded for with high expectations that Quinville shot down. Now, who's right and who's wrong? We can't really speculate on that. Well, I'm going to pull out a quote from John McDonough right now. Bowman's body of work is excellent. I want him to succeed. I want our roster to succeed. This is the first head coach that Stan Bowman has hired, and I'm excited about that. Stan has been very high on Jeremy for a long time, and I'm anxious to see how this is going to play out. Yeah, I mean... We... Go ahead. I mean, yeah, it's who's right and who's wrong. I mean, this is just kind of an obvious point. Stan Bowman's a, a GM that really, if you think about it, if you think about it, hasn't done that much for the Blackhawks. He's made a few rental trades uh, when they were needed back in, the, the years where we were contending for championships. And sure, those trades ended up working out big time for us. But really, he has not wait a been as good of a GM as we see down in Nashville and see what that, the Nashville GM has done. He's been rated one of the best general managers in sports in the past few years by accredited uh, magazines and newspapers. Bowman helped get the Hawks championships in 2013 and 2015. And he brought in Marion Hossa in 2010. I, I agree. Bowman did not bring in Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Nicholas Jalmerson, Brent Seabrook, Duncan, uh, Duncan Keith, all those guys, Corey Crawford. I'm playing a little bit of the devil's advocate because although I too am mad at what Bowman decided to do today, at the same side, at the same time, you have to realize who's still on the Blackhawks and who's not. I love Joel Quinville. I'm going to root for whatever team he ends up on, which is another thing I want to talk about later on in the show. But we need to remember, although we're mad at a lot of the decisions Stan Bowman has made, he's the one that still gets to be behind, behind the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Which, which is awful. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, at the end of the day, he's the one behind the Blackhawks organization. Now I'm scared for my life that this team's going to start going down like the Rangers. I mean, like the Rangers decided to do last season, like this – like, I'm actually worried that Kane and Taze will be gone sooner rather than later because he just doesn't care about what these, what, what these coaches and players did for their organization. 
I think I think if Stan Bowman and Rocky Wirtz and John McDonough believed that this team could not be any better and could not make the playoffs, they would not have fired Stan uh they would not have fired Joel Quinville. You have to look at teams back in twenty sixteen. The Pittsburgh Penguins were out of a playoff spot come December, and they decided to fire their head coach and bring in Mike Johnson. That team went on to make the playoffs, win the Stanley Cup back-to-back times. I'm not saying the Chicago Blackhawks have that in them, but a coaching change at the right time or just change in general could be good for a team. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze haven't really played for any other coach throughout most of their careers. Yes, they played with um, Dennis Savard for a little bit as their head coach. But um, they're not – they're very accustomed to Joel Quinville's system. Maybe the shakeup could actually light a spark underneath them. And Tay said earlier, we're going to look for some more energy, a different look to our game. And Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, the head coach, Colton said, Ultimately, it's about winning. He has to go in there and earn respect from a team. A lot of these guys are older than him. Yeah, which is also kind of a joke. That, <laughs> that's kind of a joke. I mean, I, I take that as a joke. And, uh, you know, if I was older than him and I was a veteran on that team, I'd be like, who the hell are you? Like, you know, like, I don't know. I, that That's just what I would think. Um, I know it's it's kind of, you know, I, Ken and Taze, are, they're obviously going to be it's going to be hard for them because they, I mean, Coach Quinville watched them become Hall of Fame players and vice versa with them seeing Quinville become a Hall of Fame coach. But, you know, uh, I, I just, yeah, yeah, I think it shows that Stan's got a lot of moxie and it shows that, you know, he doesn't care about what your resume is, which also, like I said, scares me. Um you know, I am excited to see what this new guy, uh, Colton, could do. But at the same time, it, it's just it's just hard to watch because this team I don't think is going to be good this year. Um, I don't know what the what Stan's going to try and do to make them better. And so help me God, I don't. Even, I at this point I don't know. Like literally, like I was saying, it could anything can happen. Um, <clears throat> so it's it's it's. It's definitely going to be, you know, uh, period, and it's gonna, it's gonna, um, it's gonna take some time getting used to. And it besides is besides just Jeremy Colton being announced as the 38th head coach in franchise history for the Chicago Blackhawks, they also announced Barry Smith would be the new Hawks assistant coach. Um, that actually caused a lot more buzz than Colton did because Barry Smith actually has to be happens to be linked very closely with Scotty Bowman, Stan Bowman's father. And um, what I believe that means is the team is going to be controlled by Bowman and company with Rocky Wirtz and John McDonough through the assistant coach and just how having such a young coach that maybe they can have more influence over than they did Joel Quinville. Joel Quinville and uh, Stan Bowman clashed very often, and Bowman tried to deny that claim today, but – those two do not really get along. So I think Bowman really wants to have a coach where he can sway a lot of the stuff. Who's getting playing time, which players are, who's not, you know, 
um, yeah. and having an assistant coach that's close to the Bowman family who actually happened to coach with Scotty Bowman back in the day really helps out that. Yeah. You know, that, that, that is true as well. It, there will be, they will be able to manipulate the, the team a lot more and maybe that'll end up being a good thing. Maybe Bowman can go out and, uh, make a good trade or, or something like that, or, you know, do something smart. Cause right now everyone in Chicago wants his head on a silver platter. I mean, they, they, they no one's happy about this move. And, and, you know, and a lot of people are, you know, it's like all oh, Q's Q will always be my coach, you know, best guy ever. We actually, uh, we've been, we've been saying it for a long time. If you DM us on Instagram or message us on Twitter, we will take your questions we actually have a DM from our Instagram. Declan Smith one two three asked, "Are the Blackhawks rebuilding now without Quinville?" Yeah, see that that's that's an interesting question um, because I could go two ways with this. Um, as long as Kane, Taves, Keith, I guess Seabrook, I, I guess Crawford, and some of those other key players are still on this team. I, you can't – I just, in my opinion, you just can't count them 100% out. But then at the same time, this could be the, the, the beginning of the end and the beginning of a new, a new rebuild, which is hard for me to say. So, I'd like to think that I'm going to give them a month or two. I think you got to give uh, Coach Colton time to get this team in with his new system. He said that he wants to space, play a speed game. It's going to be a different look. There's going to be a lot more energy. I think the couple things he needs to fix is he needs to get depth scoring. I expect Dylan Secura to be pulled up from the AHL Rockford Icehogs very soon. Um, and I really think if they can get depth scoring and if they can get their defense more well-rounded now with a new head coach, that maybe will give the defense a little bit more room to go and make plays on offense. Quinville did not really like to see his defenseman play offense. Um, ask Nicoletti about that. Nicoletti traded away after a couple years of rushing up with the puck on defense. Quinville did not like to see that. And I really think if, if uh, Colton can fix the Hawks' defense and power play, I really believe this team will be contending for a playoff spot. And I think if they weren't going to contend for a playoff spot, I do not think they would have fired Joel Quinville. Yeah, I mean, but is that what Bowman wants? That's the question. I know that's – Does Bowman want – I believe Stan Bowman, John McDonough, and Rocky Wirtz were waiting for a skit of two or three games of losses in a row to fire Joel Quinville. They wanted to fire him. They wanted to, they wanted to let him go sooner rather than later to bring in a guy that they believe will do what they want to do. They are bringing in a young, naive coach that will do what they want and play guys like Connor Murphy when he gets healthy. Brandon Saad will be on the top line again. Say, uh, Alex Debrinkat will be getting Nick Schmaltz playing time. All these young guys that Quinville did not give that much time to, John Hayden will be playing more. Yeah, I believe that they were waiting for an opportunity to fire Quinville, which is what I think is the thing that's most upsetting about this. Yo, I but I, and I 100% agree with you. They were waiting for this moment to come, and they knew this moment was going to come with the team, the way the team played last year. Um, 
and the way that things have just been going downhill, they they knew. And I I can I couldn't agree with you more. They were waiting for this moment to come, and they they're happy it was coming sooner rather than later, because I think at the beginning of the state, I don't think they expected the start that the Hawks had. They had a pretty good start, and I I think they were like, wow, okay. And then they're like, but they okay, were still start. waiting. They they knew that something like this might happen. No, yeah, and yeah, their standards for what a problem would be that they want to fix was going to get lower and lower. They. These last couple losses was at no fault to Quinville. What if Duncan Keith didn't get tossed out of the game in Calgary? Oh, yeah, of course. And, and, and Quinville didn't do anything wrong. He, he, he didn't. He was just given an awful team by Bowman. Uh, Bowman has $5 million of cap space that he's sitting on. And his, his idea to fix the problem this offseason was to bring in Brandon Manning and Chris Kunitz. Again, Jokes of ideas that he yeah, thought was going to fix that team. It was, it was like, is he trying to get laughs out of that? Chris Kunins, are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? He's, I mean. But at the same time, those two guys that Bowman brought in, Joel Quenville did not really use them. And I'm not Quinville saying. Knows. I'm not, That's I'm saying trying to we're, say. we're agreeing with Quenville. I agree. But now. Bowman has a coach now that will do what he wants to do. And I would expect Manning and Kunitz to have more playing time now. Yeah, but, you know, Quinville at the same time, you know. It, it, no fault to Joe Quinville. I agree no, with no, the decision no, he made. There isn't. But at the same time, back to, to why he was fired and, 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 and Quinville's resume and, you know, Quinville being a Hall of Famer and all that, Stan Bowman – is nothing compared to Joel Quinville. The, Quinville, yes, the bulk of his the bulk of his career and the most notable parts of his career were with the Blackhawks, but he was also with other teams before the Blackhawks, and he will be with other teams after for sure, as you said, we're gonna talk about. Um, but like you gotta trust the guy who's been in the league that long, who knows how to win. And uh, that's what I was trying to say earlier. And you know, this guy Quinville knows what he's doing. He didn't play Chris Kunitz because he knows Chris Kunitz is washed up, and it was an awful trade. I, I, I mean, he he doesn't play some guys because he knows that they're not good hockey players, and they knows that he knows that they're not going to play well, and they don't fit well with the system. And in my opinion, you got to go with the guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame because there's no chance Stan Bowman's going to be anywhere near there. In my opinion, unless this team does something insane, but. Again, you got to trust the guy who knows what he's doing, who knows how to do his job. And whatever team picks him up, because you know a team will, like I, you said, I'm rooting for them, and I'm rooting for him, and I'm hoping he, in their first season there he wins them a Stanley Cup because Bowman I'm gonna really, name, really effed up. I'm going to name five teams for you, and I want you to give which one you believe Bowman can most end up at, or Quinville can most end up at. Before you even start? Oh, okay, we'll go ahead and name them. Now, I want you to realize naming these teams sucks. I don't want to I don't want to see Quinville behind anyone else's bench yeah, besides the Chicago Blackhawks. I think I know what you're going to say. The first one, St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Um Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. Detroit Red Wings. Anaheim Ducks and Edmonton Oilers. Okay, so those are an interesting five. I, I, um, I'm thinking maybe he'd go. I mean, I know LA 
Los Angeles, they're an awful start. But they already fired they, their coach and hired a new one. So they exactly. kind of missed out on the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be awful to see. And with, I mean, Mike Yo down in St. Louis is still fairly new, but he's, I mean, they, what have they done under him? Not much. And so. I'm pretty sure their management would jump at the opportunity. Any other team right now would jump at the opportunity to have Joel Quinville as their head coach. And they will. And they are, yeah. And, you know, and I'm sure, uh, you know, talks have already commenced today about possibly getting hired. If I were to pick a team out of all those teams for Quinville to go to, I think I would, I would want him to see – I would like to see him go to Florida because down there – Quimble kind of has uh, – he would have a good young team to start working with, with Barkov uh, just being named captain of that team down there. And I think that he could do some special things for that team. Uh, I would I, – it would be awful to see him in St. Louis because I, I can't stand that team. So, I should, you know, because it's a central division rival, I would hate to see him go there. You know, I'd like uh, – Florida, I'd like to bring up one other point that you didn't mention. Um the Blackhawks GM that did do a lot of the work to set yep. up this team, Dale Talon. Panthers, Dale Talon, yeah, is with the Florida Panthers. Dale Talon actually hired Joel Quinville for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yep. So that's why that's why I might like the Blackhawks have always had terrific relationships with the Panthers in the past years. That's why I've been able to send trades back and forth there with, you know, Jack Skilly going down there from the Blackhawks uh, back in the day. I remember uh, when Skilly was on the Hawks, and that was kind of a controversial trade. But just trades going to and from that franchise, Brian Campbell. Um, and the, the GMs of the Blackhawks and the um, Panthers have always worked well because of that reason, like you're saying. And, I and like, you're bringing that up. That's an excellent point. That's, you know – if if any other team has a contact, contact at Quinville already, maybe Talon will go ahead and do that and, and say, you know, I brought this guy in, in Chicago for a reason. I'm going to bring him down here for a reason, and, and, and maybe good things will come of that down down there. Uh, and, you know, the team is young. They're growing, and I, I want to see Quinville win another cup. I could also see, you know, we talk about how much we'd hate to see it, but I could see him re- reuniting with St. Louis. He did coach there for a long time. Yep. They have a very talented roster, bringing in such good talent this offseason, um, like Ryan O'Reilly and so many other names. But Mike Yo just hasn't been able to really bring in the results so far this year. And, you know, if, if it wasn't for the fact that Quinville was not on the market, I wouldn't even think that they would fire Mike Yo. But because that's such a big name that, obviously, Quinville – invented the modern day NHL play of hockey. Um, yep. That's part of the reason the Hawks had so much success from 2010 to 2015, 16. Um, obviously in 2017, a system was actually came up after everyone watching Joel Quinville's team play so deep into the playoffs each and every year, a system was come up that could match and break Joel Quinville's system. Um, which is why the Hawks haven't had that much success the last couple of years. Yeah. But Quinville's legacy in Chicago, obviously he will go down as uh, as big of a name as Mike Ditka. Um, Oh, for sure. Uh, If not bigger. Bigger. He he won won more championships. Yeah, he won the Black East. He brought Chicago three 
Stanley Cups in, in six years, which is which is truly remarkable. I don't care, you know, what fan you are of any NHL team in the league. If you're, you know, if you hate the Blackhawks, you love the Blackhawks. Also, it's really impressive to do. Longest uh, tenured coach. He was on the bench behind the uh, Blackhawks for 11 years. Yeah. Um, 2008, 2018, 11 seasons. So, yeah, it's uh, just like stuff like that. It's hard. It's hard to see him go. I can understand why he's left, why he had to go. Uh, he didn't need to go, but it, it I don't know. But it, maybe it's a message that's being sent. I was listening to an interview that uh, Patrick Kane was asked, you know, is there a message being sent? And Kane said, you know, I really don't know uh, because he, he just – he doesn't – you don't know because Kane knows, he's, Kane knows he still has a lot left in him. So does Taves. So does some more of those veterans, and they and they really they know that it's like, well, what's the message being sent? Yeah, we're playing pretty bad, but you know, it's not all our fault. So it, it it's. Uh, I think the message they're trying to send is, um, Quinville's only role was they win games. That was Quinville. He he was kind of a lenient coach in the sense where you show up, you do your job, and there's no other issue. This new guy, Colton, I think he's going to have more one-on-ones with players. He's going to really try and get closer to him. He's a younger guy, so he needs to kind of break through and become a part of that team. He kind of needs to walk in there, walk into that locker room, and obviously he doesn't have that much time because the Hawks, Hawks play on Thursday. But he needs to go, go in there and really control that locker room and get close with all those guys. And if he can get them to buy into his system – I don't see any reason why the Blackhawks won't have success this year. Um, yeah, but that's the that's that's honestly and it's a big if. That's the biggest part of it. Are the older guys going to buy into his system? Are they going to? Are they going to? You know, I mean, I guess they really don't have a choice. But it, it are they going to? And you if know, they don't, if they don't, that's when you talked about worrying about guys being traded. Yes, that's what I was exactly what I was about to say. That's when you see Stan Bowman saying, "You don't like my coach, see ya." But at the same time, we know Jonathan Taze. We know Patrick Kane, right? Yeah. Jonathan Taze, one of the premier leaders in the NHL, premier captains in the NHL. Maybe not one of the best players on the ice anymore, but he is still one of the best leaders on in the NHL. Yeah. They're. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're upset, but they understand this is a business. Um, they've been through it before. They, when uh, the last head coach was fired. Um, I believe Taze and Kane will buy into this new system. I hope so. Otherwise, they will be shipped out. But um, obviously, changes aren't meant to be make players feel good. They kind of want these guys to feel a little bit on the edge and get better. Obviously, Quinville, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, uh, all those guys are huge players in, in Chicago. They're all legends in the town. But now they're looking to the future and they got to realize they got to keep growing their legacies in the, in the city with the team, even if it already is huge, even if Every one of them is already future Hall of Famers, like Quinville. They need to keep going and keep building. Yeah, they do. I agree. Uh, it's not over until it's over, I guess. And uh, you know, when you're when you're 
climbing up a mountain, uh, as I like to say. There is you got you got a lot of rocks and jagged jagged cliffs along the way. I mean, sometimes you got to go down to get up, and I think that's part of it right now um, with the Blackhawks. They're they're going down, but they're trying to get themselves back up. And you know, and I think it's, it's important to remember if the Blackhawks. I'd rather see the Blackhawks miss the playoffs and get a good uh, and get a good draft pick than make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round. Well, yeah, I definitely agree with you, but then it comes to the point where we're cheering for this team to lose. And that's where you think New York made themselves rebuild. I don't want to see the Hawks do that, so I want to see them compete and go deep. Um, even a couple years ago, we just were rooting to see the Hawks make the playoffs because we thought if you make the playoffs, any team has a shot. And that is true. Yes. But we need to build a team that can go deep into the playoffs too. Yeah, and Stan kind of knows how to do that um, with the rentals he's made. He's made some excellent uh, rentals. Um, if this team makes the playoffs and gets bounced in the first round, I don't see any decision why they shouldn't fire Bowman. Um, they should. They should. Uh, Brent Sopel, I got a quote from him, actually, from Twitter today. Stan should be fired. He's a terrible GM. <laughs> very short, very sweet. And a lot of former Blackhawks are agreeing with that kind of statement. Um, Dan Carcillo completely yep. agreed in a different That's message cool. and kind of called out guys like John McDonough, who was covering their own behinds and just throwing Quinville out to the yard. But I think Blackhawks fans are really kind of seeing that that's not the case. It's not Quinville's fault for this. It's Bowman's fault. It's McDonough's it fault. And he made I, it, he dug his own hole. I mean, he 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 pretty much said, "Okay, I'm going to get rid of Quinville because I did something wrong," and that's wrong. That is the biggest. I, well, forgive my French, but that's the biggest dick move I think you could do. And you know, Quinville and Bowman. That, you know, if they like you were saying, their relationship wasn't perfect before. Now it's now it's gone. They won't. They really don't have a relationship anymore, um, which which is tough to see. But it's also at the same time, like you said, it's a business, and you know, business is business. And that was really, really, it's it is tough to see. Um, I don't know if I if if I could forgive Stan for this yet. Um, I don't I don't know if a lot of people in Chicago can. I see what he's trying to do, and I appreciate that, but. At the same time, it's a coward move. Um, he's just trying to save him himself in the front office, um, and, 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 and it just it just it, I I'm just when I saw that uh, notification when I saw that Quimble was fired, I was like, wow, he actually that Bo- I was like, Bowman actually did it, and uh, I think the one thing that really shocked a lot of people was um, the Rocky Wirtz era with the Chicago Blackhawks has always been about treating the legends of the team right the right way because his father old man words didn't do that guys like Bobby Hall and Stan Makita all those guys were kind of treated like garbage and just kind of traded away Uh, Chris Chelios even who became a big part of Detroit because the Blackhawks failed to even give him a contract extension that's the that's the way you think of that old franchise. And firing Quinville would be something they would have done. It's just shocking to see 
Rocky Worth stand behind this decision to me? Oh, it's because he's saving himself. I mean, it's just it. Uh, I I I have strong feelings about the fact that Bolin was cowering out and just trying to save himself before you know someone who just. I, I honestly, I, I, it's it's obvious that Quimble deserves to be. There deserves better than that. He did not. It's not the way it was supposed to go. Um, this is something you see with you know St. Louis when they fired um, Hitchcock. Hitchcock, yes. Yeah. That's something you see from a team like that. I never would have thought this would be how exactly. the Blackhawks would treat Joel Quinville. Yeah, three-time Stanley Cup champion. He 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 made hockey in your city relevant again. And you could even argue that he made hockey relevant again, that people started to follow the game all over the world because of this Blackhawks team. You could argue that um, he just built a winning culture. He built a winning culture in Chicago. Um, people, be, you know, began to love him, not just, you know, they know who the people know who he was, you know, you know, people before Hawks games, you know, and say like, oh, starting to be managing your team for behind the bench, Joel Quinville and everyone, you know, yellow Q and, and, you know, he, he, he made himself known and he made hockey known in the city. And I think Chicago should be grateful for that. And I don't, and I think Stan maybe isn't thinking about that right now, but uh, you know, someday he's going to step back and think, wow, you know, I I really did this. And you know, he's, he'll either stand by it or he'll regret it. And I think time's the only thing that's going to tell if he's going to regret it. Oh yeah, for sure. You Um, can't, I can rant all I want about this saying, you know, I don't, I don't agree with it. And some people could say, I agree with it and rant all they want and say, does Quimble deserve to go? But it's all time will only tell. We might not be able to tell, be, be, you know, for years or months or. I completely agree. Weeks. You know, maybe, maybe the Hawks do have success under a new coach. Maybe we remember Bowman for this decision and how he saved the Blackhawks. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. we remember it and say he completely screwed up. And that's why. Quinville is going to be remembered as a legend. Either way, he is, and Bowman either is or is not based off of this own decision right here. Yeah, it's um, and the front, like we were saying, the front office, they like Stan, and uh, that's a real shame. They they like Stan, so Stan, I think, is here for a while. And after making this move, I think I I was going to say he was in the hot seat, but really. I don't really think he is because he he the the, the front office is is on his side and so. it's working out either way for him. If they make the playoffs and do some good, it's going to be oh, it's this new coaching change. If it if they don't make the playoffs and they don't go, do all right and they're in a wild or they're in a what draft lottery position, then it's Quinville's doing this to build for the future, and he has a head coach that's young. Either way, yeah. this works out well for him. Yeah, true. You know, he, again, he's, he saved himself. So, you know, uh, we'll have to see going forward uh, how he does. I'm excited. Same time, I'm still disappointed. I still can't believe it. Um, and it, it's just, you know, time will tell. We'll, we'll soon see it. And hopefully uh, the Hawks don't, don't lose another game because they've been playing awful as of late. So hopefully he can bring them a win this first game here. Um, and see, it's just going to be interesting to see what this new coach brings with the the with him being so young, and it it, it I'm I'm just uh, you know I'm just kind of 
just not optimistic, not pessimistic, but just kind of saying, all right, well, let's, let's just see what, what we can do from here. And, you know, Pat, uh, it's a month of November. Uh, this is under the lights one year anniversary month. And uh, we're going to be going on a couple week hiatus here as uh, things are a little bit busy for us. But uh, you think of what we've got to cover with the Chicago Blackhawks and hockey and sports in general in Chicago. We didn't get to really cover any of the so far great parts of Chicago Blackhawks history. Uh, we can't, we showed up a little bit late. So looking back on the years of Blackhawks success, what would you say is your favorite moment from the championships with the Quinville or just hockey in general at the time? Yeah, uh, that's a tough one because there's a lot of a lot of good ones. <laughs> like we were saying, Quinville did such a good job. Um, it's tough. I mean, 2015 was awesome. Uh, the team was just dominant. Same with 2013. 2010 was cool just because the first one in, in 48 years or whatever it was. I think it was 48. Um you know, the, the winning streak at the beginning of 2013 was also pretty cool, you know, going 24 games with getting a point. Um, but, I don't, you know, I, I think... For me, I'd have to say it'd be the 17 seconds in 2013. Yeah, that was pretty good. That it was... had, I think it showcased everything with uh, an empty nut that Quinville made that decision. Thank you, Joel, for helping us win that and get score that goal. So you get the empty net goal, or not the empty net, uh, the, we empty the net, and Brian Bickle, the extra forward on the ice, manages to score. And then you see how dominant the players were in Jonathan Taze when they managed to then kill off after they took the lead to win the game. Yeah. For me, that uh, just, I think that resembles the excellence the Chicago Blackhawks had. Yeah, I think uh, I might have to go with that 2015 squad. I think that squad was my favorite out of the, the three. I, I really, really liked uh, when when Bowen brought in Brad Richards. I thought that was pro- – and uh, looking back, that might have been the, the best move he's done. And Antoine Vermont and, and – Antoine, Yeah, I was going to bring that up too. He's one of Kimo my favorite Timonen, squad, actually, even. Actually. You know, team, and that was a good, you know, bringing him in. He was an older guy. That was a morale so, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, that... for sure. Yeah, that wasn't really a skill based type of thing. But I, I, I loved it when he brought in Vermette towards the end of the season, and I loved it when he brought in Richards. Richards, because we, we had Richards for that full season, and mm-hmm. so I feel like that was the best move he's ever made to to get Richards, and he helped us win. Vermette helped us win. He had a game winning goal, and uh, yeah, I mean it. It. I think that 2015 team was my favorite roster-wise, and it was a good ride as they were able to beat Anaheim and all those other – you know, that Anaheim series was, was a very interesting one. Uh, that was a pretty fun one to watch. And, I, and I it was well-coached, too. Uh, yeah. In an interview, they would say, Quinville, you know, you guys are getting killed with hits. Uh, the other team has – Anaheim has such a bigger hit total than you. And Quinville just said, that means we have the puck. Yeah, I remember that vividly. Yeah, and I, and that, that he was true. He was a smart guy, and he, he really was. And I really hope he gets to bring that success to another team. Oh, he will. There, there is no doubt that he will be coaching another team unless he decides to retire, which I don't see why he would. He's still fairly young for a coach, so I mean, he still got he still has 
you know, a lot of years left in him and still has a lot of wisdom he can share. And yeah. I think he's already a few, he's already a future Hall of Famer. Oh his, no, he is he is a Hall of Famer. It is it is his I mean, if best tenure not, is behind him, I'd say. Yeah. But he still has his like his main course was the Chicago Blackhawks, but he still has dessert. He can still go succeed someplace else, get some yeah. icing on the t- cake. Yeah, for sure. That's a good way to put it. He definitely can. Uh, I definitely think he will. Um, where he get wherever he goes, will be he'll be appreciated. He'll you know that fan base, whoever gets him, will will be invigorated, and that team will be invigorated because they know this guy is the real deal. Uh, so yeah, um, wherever he goes, I wish him the best of luck. Um, and just from here, for myself, I'm sure you'll agree with me. So I guess this could be on behalf of UTL. Uh, on behalf of myself and here at UTL and pretty much everybody living in the Chicagoland area, we'd like to thank you, jo- uh, Coach Joel Quinville. I know you're probably not listening, but your thanks. Uh, we just, i just very thankful that you were able to be a part of this, this franchise and uh, obviously couldn't have been done without you. But just thank you uh, from everyone here in Chicago. I mean, and thank you for all all he's yeah. done, the, all the legacy he created. Um, they talked about it so much in the press conference that he is he created so much and he created a legacy, and they still managed to let him go. Um, I think the I will root for Joel Quinville till he decides to stop coaching. Yeah, to the point where sure. if the Chicago, if he signs with the Florida Panthers, this is the biggest if in the world. If he signs with the Florida Panthers and the Chicago Blackhawks make the playoffs, and so does Florida, and they make it to the finals, I will root for Joel Quinville and the Florida Panthers over Bowman and what he decided to do today. Yeah, I I like that. I like that for sure. I I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I definitely would would not be disappointed. I'd be like, see Stan, look what you did. I mean, and, that is the hugest if in the world. I do yeah, not see that it, happening, but... It, the chances are so low, <laughs> but, I mean, that, that would be that would be pretty cool to see. Uh, but both those squads, obviously, if you just if you just factor in everything, I don't think any of those squads will make it as far as the Stanley Cup final. I did say that was the biggest if in the world. Yeah. But so, as of yesterday, firing Joel Quinville was the biggest if in the world for me, so... Yeah. So, everything's a little off right now. Yeah, so you never know. It'll, it'll be... That'd be a cool thing to see, but yeah, he's just a, a tough time for the Hawks right now, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to bounce back and at least play some entertaining hockey because the last few games have been really brutal. So, what do you think going into Jeremy Colton's first uh, game behind behind the bench? Uh, first off, he needs to come up with a better nickname than Jeremy Colton. Coach Quinville was always Coach Q. Yeah, um, so. Fans, you're up. You're going to be up to, for the task on that. But what do you think is the first thing he's going to try and fix within the Blackhawks? Don't know. That's a good question. It's I up mean, for him to decide. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It really is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what he's got to do. He's just got to get these guys. You got to earn these guys respect first. And um, could you say that maybe he? You know, one of the things Quinville always did was he separated Kane and Taze on different lines. Um, that's something everyone is used to in Chicago. But could you see maybe him changing that up? I mean, he he, he might try it out. Um, 
he might. I honestly, I I don't know what to expect from him. I don't really know much about him. I didn't do my a lot of research on him. Um, you know, he 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 might shake things up just to see what it's like and see if that works for him. Because uh, right now, I mean, anything they need, anything they anything know, goes. Yeah, because it, they they need it. You know, it's it's uh, you know, they any change that'll make an impact is needed right now. And if that's mm-hmm. the change that's needed, that's the change that's needed. Thank you, Pat. Uh, anything else before we close off another episode of under the mic? Uh, I don't think so. It was uh, just, you know, thank you, Joe Quinville. Uh, stinks that you're gone, but I guess a new chapter is beginning in Chicago. Um uh, I'm optimistic uh, to see where it, it could possibly go. So we'll, we'll see, excuse me. We'll see. And uh, yeah, just thank, thanks Joel for, for all the, the memories. Uh, I will never forget those. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. And uh, as we close off, off another episode of under the mic, uh, just a reminder, there will be a brief two week hiatus from content on the website. Um, but we will return, ready to bring you all things sports, uh, football, uh, hockey, college football. We'll be back. Uh, thank you for watching. And and that, just to interrupt real quick, you know, after that brief two-week hiatus, maybe we can come back and, and give Colt, uh, give a good rating on Colts and see what he's doing in two weeks, see what the, the change has been. So that's a good way to look at Hopefully. it. Hopefully. And we'll, yeah. we will, believe me, we will be criticizing every aspect of it. When we do oh, yeah. return. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'm Jimmy Lynch alongside Pam again. Thank you and good night.